Hello, and welcome to the Don't Cop a Feel podcast, the only state-sponsored anti-sexual harassment podcast. Joining me, as always, is professional crime scene analyst, Officer Pat McKinney. Say hi, Pat. Hi. Across from me is the always wonderful, though somewhat squirrely, Officer Pat McShay. Say hi, Pat. What's up? (laughs) As always, your esteemed host and CO, the thrice-tried but never convicted Officer Pat McConnell. Say hi, Pat. Oh, wait, he couldn't be here. And finally, I'm your part-time parole officer and full-time consent seeker, Officer Pat McKeeley. <laughs> and now, without further ado, it's the only weekly anti-sexual harassment newsletter that you need to care about. It's the McConnell Report, read by Pat McKinney. Yeah, that song that we usually do. All right. This is, of course, this is professional sports broadcaster Nate Kuyper. I'm going to be reading the Joby Report today. Justin is currently driving Amari Cooper to Dallas. Those of you that do not know, Justin is an Uber driver and is part-time, and uh, he's pretty close with Amari, so Amari decided to enlist his services in taking him down to Dallas. So, And, of course, that is part of the Jubby Report, of course. But we have to begin with the Jubby Report, coming straight to you in wiggly air format. This morning, Amari Pooper Whoopity Scoop Cooper has been traded to the Cowboys for a first-round pick. Calling it now, Derek Carr isn't a Raider next year. Gruden is hitting the button. We've talked about that. Oh, a couple times. That we believe that you're, like, full in on it, that you think Gruden is going to hit the button uh, in Oakland. I don't know what else he'd do at this he's point. He's already hit the button. He's got the three first-round picks for a terrible draft class his, next year. His only mistake is he didn't do it sooner, and now he's getting pegged as a bad coach. If he did it sooner, people would be like, oh, it's just a rebuild process. He'll be fine. Like, but Now it feels like it kind of lo- makes it look a little reactionary as opposed right. to – Mm-hmm. It's different because he came out at the beginning of the year and he was like, oh, I like our – he didn't act as if they were in some sort of weird rebuilding phase and now he just like randomly started one. Um, do we, do we, do we talk about the angle that John Green's the one falling on the grenade for the organization? Yeah, I think we talked about it. He's talk, just, I don't think we've ever talked about I told, that. I said that he's just the Jeff Fisher of mm. the move. Yeah, okay, That's yeah, what yeah. I said. All that he's just there to kind of like, like – He's there to transition them from – uh, Oakland to they're Vegas. Pay- they're, they're paying him ten million dollars to just be the most hated man in not only like in the state of California, but in like in the entire NFL. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's pretty funny. All right, <clears throat> and I can't believe we're still talking about this news. Le'Veon Bell won't report to the team again this week. He's going to drag this out until the very last second, and that's nuts. This is the last week he can show up. If he doesn't show up this week. One, he can't, mm-hmm. and two, he can't negotiate a contract next year. Yep, he'll be forced to play on their franchise tag again. Yeah, so like, and he'll and he'll still be like contracted for a year, or he won't be an un, was it unrestricted free agent where you can go. He won't be unrestricted. No, he'll be tied to the team, and they can franchise tag him. Yes, again. he will. Maybe um, maybe Le'Veon's the fall guy for Pittsburgh. Maybe <laughs> they just like convinced him, like, hey man, we need you to, we need you to. Uh, stir up some bad PR and uh, write us, like, make us feel like we're a, a, a sob story. God. Only to, you know, I don't know. Here's some Make money. it feel good about James Conner. Here's a... Here's a... Money under the table for you. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, just real quick, I want to say that I haven't seen this much, and I'm glad I haven't seen it. Part of the reason why the Steelers didn't have the money to sign Le'Veon Bell was because they fully guaranteed all of Ryan Shazier's money. Right. And I'm really glad no one's bitched about it. Because, first of all, if you bitch about that, you are a horrible human being. And you, secondly... You are, the, you are the kind of human being that woos someone who has the key. Yeah, yeah. That was... that's That happened <laughs> off... Uh, that happened off of recording. That wasn't even in our deep cuts. You guys will never hear what that's about. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, um... Yeah, it's... It's one of those things where, like... I mean, yeah... The, it hurt the Steelers, but at the end, who cares? Like, who cares? Like, Ryan Shazier deserved to make all of that money that he was contracted for, even though he's not playing. <clears throat> so, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't know. Art Rooney came out and said that they're not going to trade him. They're just going to, I don't know, do whatever. The The team is now, once again, coming out and saying, like, man, keeps telling us he's going to be here, and he won't be here. So, now the team's just getting fed up with him. And... I just don't know what you do. I just don't know what you do if you're Le'Veon Bell at this point. There's nothing you can do. Maybe he shows up. I mean, he. I figure he's going to show up. As at least what's everyone keeps saying, that he's going to show up. But, like, he's not going to play even if he does. Yeah, that's nuts. Speaking of nuts, that's actually written here. <laughs> really? The Jaguars are in a perpetual free fall as this week's loss where Blake Bortles was benched to put the team put the team into a frenzy. Players were reportedly screaming and fighting in the locker room, and reporters were kicked out. Yikes. I'm sorry, Jacksonville. I know this is my fault. Okay? The, the I said curse. I said that they were the best team in football. The professional sports broadcaster curse they haven't, upon they, them. They haven't won since. I'm so sorry. Let me back into the state of Florida. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Don't forget, I also had them at 14-2. and two. I think I had no. I didn't have them winning that division, but I also no. You did. You had the Colts winning it at like thirteen and three. I did, but I also had the Texans as a playoff team, and they're bouncing back. Well, they won four straight. Mm -hmm. They did win four straight. A lot of them were like crazy kooky games too. Sometimes it was JJ Watt was leading the league in sacks at one point too. So he's you know they doing stuff. Both Watts, they were tied. Oh shit! Okay. Um. Obviously now I don't know if how many if I don't know if JJ had a sack this week, but. We'll see. Oh, anyway. Uh, Cardinals cornerback Patrick Peterson reportedly wants a deal and desperately wants to get out of Arizona. Do you blame him? I don't. Man. That's sad. Remember when Arizona was in, like, the NFC Championship game and they were really, really good? Remember when Greg Williams ruined their franchise? Who did? Greg Williams. Oh, well, yeah, that's your fault. Yep. Not my fault. Do you feel bad? Uh, Do you feel bad for ending Kurt Warner's illustrious career? I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit. But uh, a tiny but little it's bit. Like, it's not my fault. It's not your money. Uh, Raiders running back and literal fucking boss, Marshawn Lynch, has been placed on IR due to a groin injury. He won't be able to play again until December 22nd. Once again, yikes. Yeah, it's a yikes for me, dog. The Raiders are just wow. dumpster fire. They were voted on uh, Colin Cowherd's show. He voted. No, it's not like he voted like there was a democracy. He made them the number one dumpster fire in the NFL prior to the season. I don't think he's wrong. Nope. I don't really know much. I think I saw, I believe it was Teddy Bruschi 
on ESPN. He's like, because they were like, oh, the Raiders are the worst team in the NFL. And uh, somebody said no. And Teddy Brewster was like, name me one thing they do well. Like, name me one thing the Raiders do well. I I can't. I mean, Derek Carr good. hasn't even been that good. No, they, got, they got nothing. He's got more picks than interceptions. Mm. Finally, in fun what? stats. New- I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? He has more picks than interceptions. He does. I thought. Does he? Derek, Those, Derek Carr? They're the same thing. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. I meant to say uh, touchdowns. More t- oh, he has yeah. more interceptions. See, he has more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah, All three of us were very, very tired. We played like three games of flag football we about two hours, hours ago. We were out there for a very long time. The three of us are very tired. <laughs> um, finally, in fun stats news, Drew Brees has officially beaten every team in the NFL at least once. It's lit, my dudes. Yeah, that's what's up. You know, you don't really like. And that's the Jubby report. Realize yeah. that, like, he's been around long enough to beat every single team. I think it's actually crazier that, I mean, he wasn't in the then San Diego Chargers. He wasn't there for like that long. He, he played out his contract, his rookie contract. He played over, yeah. and in that period of time, he managed to beat the New Orleans Saints. Well, uh, it was an AFC going up against an NFC team, so he at least had one chance to beat them. And he did. Mm. He had one, <laughs> like, career trajectory. <laughs> Drew Brees had one shot to beat the New Orleans Saints, and he did it. Because mm. no, otherwise, he that would never be. Like, Brady, Brady's never going to have that. Nope. Brady's never going to have that. No, because he'll never play on a team other than the Pats. He'll never play on another team. Apparently, neither will Gronk, unless Brady plays there, too. <laughs> Wasn't there supposed to be a Garoppolo-Brady game this year? No, uh, okay. there's supposed to be one. <laughs> there's supposed to be one the year Tom Brady turns 44. Oh, okay. and I'm gonna tell you this. He's oh. okay. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. He's gonna play this year. He's gonna play next year. He's gonna play the year after. the The off season prior to the year, he's gonna play Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what he's gonna do? Retire. Yep. I believe it. Actually. Like, no, I'm good. Uh, I don't think. I don't think so. Wouldn't that be the most Tom Brady thing ever, though? Right, but I don't I don't think we have, including this year, I don't think we have three years of Tom Brady. You don't think so? I think we have next year. Well, we'll see. I, he keeps playing well. It's scary. Can I just – I know it's not a fantasy show. But can I just say the injury to Sony Michelle pissed me off so bad because that's the reason why I lost this week. And I was watching that football game, and I didn't even care. Like, I was pulling for the Bears to win that game because, I don't know, they're a young team. They're exciting, and I wanted them to win. <laughs> and Sonny Michelle got hurt in an injury that looked really gross, and apparently it's not as bad as it, as it sounded. But, like, he had gotten, like, three straight plays of, like, 13-plus yards, and then he got hurt, and then James White came in. I'm like, well, I lose. Yep. Because <laughs> James White's going to touch the ball 60 times in this game. And he got a couple touchdowns after that. Oh, uh, God, I, I was mean, mad. In my fantasy team, I I had Kamara and Sonny Michelle, and I played against literally James White and Mark Ingram. Oh my God! Yeah, that it was an interesting matchup, and then it went uninteresting real quick. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about that game, Patriots Bears. Whoo! What a game. So, okay, this is gonna sound like a trick question, but it's not. Is Mitch Trubisky good? Because, like, he made some plays in that game where that was like, holy shit. Like, that was really good. Yeah, but, but then he 
then he just was bad. At one time, like I think we're talking, he was like five for twenty or something. At yeah. What did he finish the game with? You knew Corey. I I don't know what he finished with. It at one point he was thirteen for thirty two. Yeah, he he just like that's just so bad. Yeah, he made some plays with his legs and whatnot. Like he was doing his best Cam Newton impersonation. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's he's literally Kaepernick and Cam Newton, except marketable because he's white. Ooh, hot take. I mean, it's a hot take, but I agree with it because you don't see the people talking about that being a negative to his game. They're like, oh, he can extend the plays and runs. Right. Whereas when it came to Newton, oh, he can't complete the passes. All he does is run. And I mean, I think that's controversial. But is I, that I wrong it. about Cam though? I mean, Cam does have a career completion percentage below sixty. Right. Yes, I, but, but it applies to both of them. But it's portrayed in a different light. Right. Yeah, it's portrayed in a different light. That's fair. I just think that <laughs> that game was like, I don't want to say special teams touchdowns are fluky, but I have this belief that ever since the kickoff got moved up five yards. Do you have any idea how many kickoffs get returned for a touchdown? Not many. Like, not many. Yeah. And, like, quarter old Patterson returns a kickoff after he fumbles a kickoff. Like, that's fluky oh, yeah, to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then block punts. Like, block punts are dumb. <laughs> like, they're just dumb. Like You the, only see, like, a handful all season. Yeah. And those are the – essentially, that's the reason – because both of those were immediate touchdowns. Like, the quarter old Patterson was a touchdown, and the block punt was a touchdown. Mm-hmm. The Patriots only scored, what was it, twenty four points yep. on offense technically, mm-hmm. and they had three turnovers. That's bad. If you're the Patriots, that's bad. Like, but the Bears just for some reason just couldn't stop them on special teams. Like that's what makes me upset. Right, and they still like. I mean, we got to talk about that last play. Oh my God, the. The com- <laughs> the completed but not it was a completed but not successful hail hail mary, <laughs> on the one and it only and it because someone like got in Trubisky's face and it's like Trey I, Flowers like, or somebody I don't it, know some I don't know if they actually like got to his arm or not but they forced him to let go of the ball slightly early and the way the trajectory ran it came down at the one Kevin White caught it couldn't get over he got swarmed. It's insane watching him try to do everything he could, and then they blew the whistle. You know what's funny about it is, had he actually thrown it into the end zone, I actually don't think it's caught. Right. Because there really isn't anybody there. Like, Kevin White's standing at the one-yard line because he kind of got rerouted and kind of pushed around a little bit as he was coming up the field. So Kevin White just ended up being in, like, perfect. The the best thing would have been if Kevin White would have caught it and then as he's trying to, like, backpedal into the end, he just gave, like, a little boop and just, like, threw it to Trey Burton. And Trey Burton just ran it in, like, as, like, a lateral. That would have been sick. But, I mean, in the, in the split second, you're going to fight for the end zone. Like, right. you're not going to think to do that. Um, but now the now the, the, now the the NFC North is just goofy. Like, now it just doesn't make any sense. Because, like, you have the Lions who have won three games – Technically, the Packers have only won three games, <laughs> despite them being at three and a half wins. The Bears are at what? Three wins? They have to be more at three, don't they? Huh? They weren't four. Were they four and two going into that game? I thought they were. Well, their, their two losses were to Green, the Packers. Green Bay, yeah. And, and who was their other loss to? 
Uh, oh, Miami. Yeah. They've won every – yeah, so now so now they're 4-3. and three. The Vikings won. Was this week 8? This was week 7. This is week 7. Then they can't be 4-3 and three because they have that bye week. 4-2. and two. No, 3-3. Three and three. No, they, they did uh, – oh, my God. Live con- – we're not, not live it content. It just feels – I don't. I don't know. It seems like a long season. It just feels like they've been more dominant. I think they were three and two going into the game. They had. That makes they sense. Had to, they, they had to. We knew the they only had two losses. So now the they are three and three. Yeah. So that puts them at a tie with the Lions. You know, Google's a good thing. Good. <laughs> you think we would be having that up? Right. You think we would fact check ourselves before going on the mics or talking about it? But no. that's nope. what. That's why we have loyal fans like Angriest paying us money so we can have more information readily available to us. Thank you, Angriest. Thank you, Angriest. Um, I know you're a Bills fan, and I feel bad for you. Oh, man. Let's talk about that game for a second, only because, one, Angriest's team. Two, I'm mad. You're mad. I'm mad. All right. So I, I, have a, I, I do a little bit of side parlays on NFL games. All right. Hey, man. We, we, got to make. Got to get your bag, dude. It's <laughs> get your bag, get, dude. Get that, get that bag. Get that. Let's get this bread. You gotta get the bread, dude. <laughs> so, uh, I'm normally not too bad at it, you know, whatever. Mm. And I mean, it's it's federally legal now, so I can talk about it. So it is federally legal so I'm, now. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, sports betting. What up? Uh, they have shows about it now, <laughs> right? Like full fledged TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I I mean I picked a fourteen parlay. I only did five dollars, but if you know five dollars down you hit you made like fifty bucks. It's something yeah. simple. And I mean I hit like a few times last year. I've made money doing it. So I, I try to pay attention to lines and all that shit. Uh, I did fourteen parlay. I had the Saints because they were an underdog for some reason. Away game in Baltimore. Yep. I guess. Drew Brees never won. They were still getting getting like five or six points on my card. And I was like, oh, they're not going to lose by more than a touchdown if they lose. Um, I had Carolina as an underdog. And that was dicey for a little bit. But then they come back and scored like three times in eight minutes to win the game. Yes, they did. Um, And then I had the Texans because the Jaguars are on a slide. So I picked them. And I was like, yeah, it's three teams. Let's go. And then I had a moment of weakness and forgot that Josh Allen was injured and that they were trotting out Derek Anderson. And the Bills were an underdog by like five points or something on my card. I'm like, yeah, Josh Allen's been competitive in every game he's played in. They they might actually even win this one. And then like, oh, you forgot. Turned everything in, didn't think about it for a couple of days. Sunday rolls around watching Derek Anderson starting for the Bills. Son of a God. Mm. <laughs> I knew it was over then. I knew it was over before the game started. That you I, weren't going to win. I, oh, yeah. I don't. You think they would have covered with Josh Allen? Yeah. You think they would have? 100%. I don't know. It, as far as I had, I picked the Bills as an underdog just to win. And Josh Allen doesn't make a difference in the win because when they beat – more talented teams, offenses like the Vikings and other – somebody else. They beat somebody else. Tennessee. Tennessee. They beat Tennessee. Who have more weapons than Andrew Luck. They did it because they were getting to the quarterback and making the quarterback make bad decisions, getting short fields, and just being able to 
at least walk away with a couple points. Yeah, but I think but some of that just like the defense just didn't show up against the Colts, and that's why Andrew Luck threw fucking four touchdowns against them. Yeah, Marlon Mack had a really good game too, coming back from his injury. He had like two touchdowns and a hundred yards. Yeah, I think the I think he almost has more, if not as many yards as a Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck only threw for 150 something yards. But he had three tu- but he had four, four touchdowns. Four, yep. When's the last time a quarterback threw for under 200 yards and four touchdowns? I feel like Mitch probably did it. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's cuz the the Bears just run the ball until they get down to the 20 and then Mitch right. just throws it. I tell you what, Andrew Luck is first, he's either first or second in the league in touchdown passes. And man, he's got nothing uh he's got like he's the got least amount of anything in the world yeah i keep i know it's not a fantasy show but i have him and kirk cousins in a league mm-hmm. and every week i'm like this is a good matchup for kirk cousins this is going to be the week that kirk cousins outscores andrew luck he never does it never is <laughs> <laughs> well what about the week when they went up against the rams i don't think i had him then you didn't think you had him then? No, I, because I traded for Andrew Luck. And the, it, I didn't trade for him, but he was part of a trade. Tr- uh, seamless transition, the Vikings. Oh. All right. So, can we just, like, acknowledge the fact that, like, Diggs is just not a factor in that offense anymore? No, it's not that he isn't a factor. It's just that Adam Thielen's amazing. Adam Thielen is just... First player in the Super Bowl era to record 100 yards receiving in his first seven games. Like The record is eight by Megatron because mm-hmm. it went across two seasons. Mm-hmm. So if he gets it next week, he ties the all-time record, then he has a shot of beating it. I just don't know why teams just don't double him. Well, if we want to turn like, this around like we talked about earlier. It's because he's white. The- He's a white receiver, and teams that he's don't. He's a gym rat. He has determination. Yeah. Listen, he, man. He's squirrely. He's an Edelman guy. <laughs> Listen, okay. He's a white receiver who has seven straight games of 100 yards. Cover him. Like, put a safety over him. For God's sakes. Like, oh, my God. The teams refuse to do it. They're like, oh, I got to worry about digs. And then Thielen's like, okay, I'll catch these million passes. My oh, way. my God. Don't mind me breaking He's just catching. Like, it's mind-boggling to me because, like, you watch Red Zone, which I try to do. Oh, that's what I watch. I try to watch Red Zone just primarily. I'll have other games on, like, on my laptop, and I'll watch other things. But I try to have Red Zone on just because you don't – this is going to sound really funny, but, like, you miss a lot, but you don't miss a lot. Like, you miss, like, the big things. And or you don't miss the big things, and every single time they cut to a big Adam Thielen catch, there is literally nobody around him, nowhere. Like he's just in this huge hole in a zone. He's the best route runner in the league. He's that's that's like, but that's I feel like that's also kind of one of those cop out things. All right. Like not acknowledging how good he is. Like oh man, he's a real good route runner. Like no, he's a good receiver. Um, there's. There's receivers, and I'm sure you know this. There's receivers that are given a green light by their team that if they're like if they really have a really high football IQ, they're allowed to go off off play 
and if they see zone and just find soft spots in zone. Antonio does it. Right. Antonio does that. Michael Thomas does it. Uh, you know, it's there. You just have to have that, like a good quarterback receiver connection. You have mm-hmm. to know, you know, but I think that's a lot of what it is, is like, I mean, he has seven catches a game or whatever. Yeah. It's seven zone plays probably. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, oh, Matt has a cat. Cat keeps trying to get on the table. Yeah. Until it doesn't want to be on the cat table. trying to get on the table. Um, now he's easy oh, going to get on the not, table no, real easy. I'm not letting him. Um, so now I think it's at the, and like, you're right. You know, it, it comes a lot. Uh, it comes around a lot when you have like a good quarterback receiver, uh, connection right. where if the quarterback, uh, diagnoses what the defense is doing, then he also knows that, okay, so is my guy. Like, so is Antonio. So is Thielen. So is Thomas. So because I know where the hole is going to be, he knows where the hole is going to be. So he's just going to run there and I'm going to throw it to him. That's got to be what it is. Right. I mean, because Adam Thielen is just having, I mean, he's right now. I mean, can you not, he's a career. I mean, can you not say he's the best receiver in football right now? You have to say he's the best. And he's such a good story too. What's the whole thing? Like, if he wasn't in the NFL or if he didn't make the Vikings practice squad or whatever it was, he'd be out somewhere selling dental equipment. He was selling dental equipment, yeah. He was just some salesman dude, and now he's the best receiver in the NFL. If he goes – I don't know if it, if they changed it or not because he had a good year last year, so they might have, like, updated it. But on the NFL website, he looked like a literal crackhead, like, in his picture <laughs> last year. Oh, I, I remember that he did. Like, his eyes were, like, really bugged out and big. It's like they took the picture without telling him. Right. And then, like, someone spooked him, and then they took the picture. Hey, Thielen, what? Hey, th- what? And then they snapped the picture. Are the... Like, another seamless transition, because they played the Jets. The Jetty Boys. Um, Josh Allen did not play, but the three rookie quarterbacks that did play all lost. And they all lost pretty bad. Like the Cleveland score, I know it went to overtime, but like that's that game was like a double digit game for quite a while. Yeah, but there's so many bad Hugh Jackson calls in that game, and Baker did everything he could to put them back in. And then the the way overtime, the two sacks to make it third and twenty two, and then you let them complete one pass to get right inside field goal range again. The moment they got back into field goal range, I was like, Cat and Zeros missed. Missed easy ones all day. Of course, he's going to hit the 59-yarder because yeah. Cleveland almost always, almost wins. Almost always, almost wins. Triple yes. A. Yes. Got to call it triple A if you're Cleveland. I'm telling you. I am just so – first of all, I'm sure all you guys saw the the hit on Baker that wasn't flagged. It's one of those things where – okay, and we're not going to talk about the Chiefs just yet. But the play against Pat Mahomes where he was shoved in the back and it drew a flag. Like, really, man? Like, that, was, really? That, that, that shove was out of bounds. Though. I know it was out of bounds, but, like, the hit on Baker wasn't a flag. He, I, I think the only thing you could argue, and I'm not even saying it's right, but he was considered a runner and he hadn't given himself up yet, even though he was totally giving himself up on the dive. Yeah. Slide dive, whatever he was doing. Whatever whatever it was, he was giving himself up, but maybe from the angle the ref saw it, 
he thought he was still a runner not giving himself up. And that's the only argument you could make. And I'm not even saying I agree with it. Because the guy, the guy that hit him, like, led with his helmet right into his helmet. I don't think he, like, leaped at him or anything, but I'm not going to say it was, like, targeting. But the way he went at him, he smacked him helmet to helmet as the quarterback was giving himself up, and it should have been a flag. Should have been. How on earth was Baker not knocked unconscious? Like, that's what's more shocking to me. Like, that's one of the most, I don't want to say blatant, helmet to helmets but it was so like it, when you watch the replay of it it's i mean he gets rocked on that and i don't know how baker was conscious like i have no idea it and then just been one of those freak lucky yeah things. and then like and like you said it they had so many incidents where just bad hugh jackson calls and bad like baker trying to do everything he can to like win the game. Ooh, hold on a second. All right, so <laughs> the cat has cat food, but it wants dog food. So Does it's it really? trying to get into the unopened bag of dog food and just ignore its kibbles and bits. <laughs> I can't right now. This cat is out of control. Smudge, I never see you like this. Why? Smudge is freaking out, man. Did someone sneak catnip to it's, the cat before we it's, it's because It's because Justin's not here because he's too busy Ubering Amari Cooper to <laughs> Dallas. That's why. I hope Justin gets back from Dallas soon. I hope so too, man. I hope he gets here in time. Corey's moving the uh, the dog food, so hopefully it alleviates. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Probably not with the way we I have the... I don't know. These mics are really good. Yeah, well, they're, they're good directional mics. They might not have heard any of that. Yeah, they're good directional mics. But um, anyway... What was I? What was I saying before we were talking about the cats? Oh, Baker. Yeah, like man, like Baker was trying, dude. Right. Like Baker was doing everything he could to try to get them back into that football game when they were down twenty-three to nine. They scored nine points against the worst defense in the NFL until Jameis started turning the football over. And like, I get that it's really easy to like criticize Baker, like, oh man, you against the worst defense in the league, but they had like. I don't know. They didn't have the bye week, right? Were they blown by last week? Uh, Tampa Bay? They've had their bye. Yeah, okay. Had their bye already. But, like, they fire the defensive coordinator, like, gives Jameis another week to get back reacclimated with the team. And, like, we've always, like, we've talked about them on the show before. Their pass rush is actually really good. Like, they have a really, they're solid pass rush with JPP and Vinnie Curry and. Gerald McCoy and finally Vita, Vita Vea is back. Yeah, Vita Vea played. Mm-hmm. Levante David was in the game. He ended up getting injured, I think, in the game. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Levante David. It was. Uh, it was Quan Alexander. It was Quan Alexander. He was yeah. out for the year now. Is he really? Yeah. He had a ACL injury or yeah, whatever it was. I think it was an ACL tear. Um, that just cripples their defense more. Right. But like they have a good front seven, and the Browns' weakness is their offensive line. It's abysmal. It's like. It's almost, like, overratedly abysmal. Like, no one talks about it, but they should talk about it. Like, wow, is that Browns offensive line bad? Underrated? I guess you could say, yeah. No, it's like he Doesn't Baker have, like, the second most hits or pressures or yes. something in the league? And he didn't play all the games. Yeah, yeah. he hasn't even played all the games yeah. yet. Like, he's running Deshaun's number life. one. Mm. Deshaun is definitely – Deshaun's number one by, like, 20. 
Like, so it, it just he Baker's running for his life on like every play with receivers that can't catch. I like he's trying. He's doing everything he can, and he has shown flashes of brilliance, flashes of greatness. That I think like he is the fi- like the actual quarterback the Browns need. As long but, as they like, don't ruin him. As long as they don't ruin him. Uh, they traded away Carlos Hyde. They traded away a good running back. They traded away their best receiver. They traded uh, they cut- Joe Thomas uh, retired, but so they didn't trade away. But the offensive line's been getting injured, so they, that sucks. Like, and, and their receiving core is – they traded away Josh Gordon and ha- and gave themselves a thin receiving core that's injuring itself. They lost Hitchens? Higgins? Yes, Higgins. 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 Higgins, I'm sorry. They lost Higgins. They're like fourth string guys hurt. They have Jarvis Landry. Uh, They're trying Njoku. to give David... Callaway like every opportunity in the world. But he, he just keeps hands a stone. All right. Jeez. He looked like a professional sports broadcaster on Flag Football Day. Woo, man. Let me tell you guys something. <laughs> I didn't think – I didn't know that I was a pretty darn good quarterback. I didn't know that. <laughs> but I certainly thought I had better hands. <laughs> And I don't. <laughs> I dropped like everything. I dropped like three or four. Like not just counting the touchdowns I dropped were like three or four. I had how many touchdowns did I like running? Did I have like I think I had like two. Yeah, two or three. Yeah. But man, I could have had like seven if I had just caught the ball. So I ended I up. I was just, trying to give you them soft touch passes. Oh, dude, that's the only. That's the only way I could get them to you is if I like had like little <laughs> shuffle. Like, dude, I don't know what it was, man. I I think it was. I don't know. All I know is that I made. I was like, screw this. I'm just going to transition to quarterback. And then I threw like four touchdowns when I transitioned to being quarterback. I'm like, Maybe I just should have been doing this. You dropped a I couple was, dimes. I was pretty good. You dropped a couple dimes too, Corey. I know. I but I used I used to be a pretty good quarterback, and then like I I don't I haven't thrown a ball in like a year. Mm-hmm. You know, signed Jay Cutler off the couch. <laughs> I felt like I felt like my defense was pretty I good was, today too. I was pretty confident in some of my throws. Like I was. I was like real hit or miss, but when I hit, I felt like it was really. The good. two of you had the nicest throws. We're getting totally off topic. <laughs> we played. We play, If you just if you skip the one part, we played flag football today. The three of us for three hours. For three so hours. We're, it's thirty four minutes in. We're already off the rails. Man. Uh. Okay, so Baker had that hit on him. <laughs> we talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dak Prescott had the same hit on him. Uh which was not flagged because he was a runner mm-hmm. and he actually went out of the play for a few or went out of the yeah, game. Yeah, he few did. Plays. It was on the sideline. Uh, first play he came back, he threw a touchdown first or second, whatever. Yeah. But uh, not, not that big of a deal. No, not, not that it's not big of a deal. Uh, Dak Prescott's not as good as a quarterback as Baker Mayfield. So like if he's out of the, out of the game does it matter wait 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 if Dak's out of the game yeah yeah that's catastrophic Corey. that's because if if baker gets knocked out of the game okay they have tyrod right who's about the same same thing not the same thing but at least like tyrod's started football games yeah he's like who's the backup for dallas cooper rush who is going to (laughs) Who is going to Dak Prescott, Tony Romo? Uh, what was the? There was another one before Tony Romo that got injured. Oh, yeah. and oh then, that was Bledsoe. Yeah. Bledsoe had it happen to him twice in his career. <laughs> he got Tom Brady and Tony Romo. 
Oh, oh who came in for Troy Aikman, right? Where did Troy Aikman just retire? Yeah, no, Troy Aikman retired. They had a few years where they had, like, Quincy Carter, okay. and they used Vinny Testaverde for a year when he was, like, 60. <laughs> they signed him out of the retirement <laughs> yeah, home. Pretty much. Jerry was like, come on, man, play some football for us. You want the star on your helmet? <laughs> however the hell, however the hell Jerry talks. However Jerry's world is. So that's his only, like, pitch to every free agent. It's like, don't you want the star on your helmet? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, how much money I, am I going to have? You're going to have two stars on your helmet, one, one on each side. <laughs> You'll even have one on each shoulder. Sometimes on your pants. Come on down to big old Texas country. <laughs> my, my son works for us. My stadium's really nice. My quarterback's a yes man. <laughs> oh, my coach God. is one, too. Oh, my God. All right, so I guess we're talking about the Cowboys. Let's talk about Amari Cooper. All right, we It was in the Jubby Report. We didn't go too in-depth about it. Does this make a difference on the Cowboys? This is a nah. downturn for Amari's trajectory, career trajectory. I mean, Amari Pooper is not worth a first-round pick. I I don't want to – okay. I won't argue that the first-round pick thing is a little crazy. Right. Because Amari has trended – okay, he had a great rookie year. Had a solid second year. And th- th- since then, it's just been – bad all right it's been it's he's gone down to you know but but this this is also following the same trajectory as Derek Carr you think so yeah it is yeah so I guess in that sense you could look at was like is it really Amari Cooper or is it the offense is it Derek Carr I mean obviously Gruden is cleaning house and like he hosed the Cowboys I don't know how he got the first round pick for it and we touched upon it on the Jubby Report. We touched upon it, like, multiple weeks now. Bad draft class, but Gruden's going to have three first-round picks to get whoever he wants. He'll trade he'll trade Carr away to the Jaguars and get another first-round pick at the end of the season. Wow. And they'll start all over again. Marshawn Lynch will retire, maybe, and he'll get himself a quarterback. Is John Gruden... Here's a hypothetical. Is John Gruden attempting to make an entire team made up of people on rookie contracts to justify the fact he's making $10 million? Ooh, that's, that's, uh, that's deep. Like, they can't sign anybody. Right. Because he's making $10 million a year. So it's almost like... That doesn't affect their contract space. No, but, you know, he's just going to go get a bunch of players that are going to make less than $10 million a year. He's gonna be the. You're gonna you're gonna he's pull, playing Moneyball. Yeah, you get, uh, you're gonna you're gonna pull up the Raiders cap space, and you're in a year from now, and you're not gonna see a single player over ten million dollars, and then you're gonna be like, wow, their coach makes ten million dollars. <laughs> like the boss in the room is the person who makes the most money in the room. <laughs> Damn right. I tell you what, man. He's playing what John Green's got a little Jonah Hill <laughs> off to his side, helping him make all his football moves. Okay, if you play, if you play money ball for the NFL, what the whole thing was on base percentage for baseball? What, what is that in football? What does that translate? Yak. To? Yeah. Yards after catch. Yep. <laughs> I this thought, guy's got I, a good yak. I thought it'd be yards per attempt. Yards per. Oh, I hate that. I hate that I, stat. I mean, God, that's that stat is so. If you get three point six yards per attempt, you're good to go. You want to know what bothers me about it? 
it's per attempt, not like per like completion, completion or, or, or completed run or whatever. Yeah, it's just like. But if you use like completed attempts or whatever completions, then you have bloated stat lines like Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. In Alabama, who has like twenty six yard per attempt average. <laughs> And he hasn't played a single down in the fourth. I get that. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm trying to think of like other like really weird fringe stats that exist in football that you could base an entire team off of. Was it really on base percentage? Yeah. What a weird. Just look at their. It's the exact same thing as their hitting percentage. If you get a hit, you're on base. I mean, yeah, but sometimes you like get hit and you get on base. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So I'm or, taking or, people or that either get hits or get hit by the ball. Or, or a sluggy boy that, you know, can can, can uh, draw them walks. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just I've watched the movie, and that's what, they, that's what Jonah Hill said. Did, uh, it, did it work? It didn't work. Well, they, until they had a, a couple years ago, they had, they had a 19-game. Yeah, it was one of the ask, longest. They had a 19-game win streak. Ask the Indians how that worked out for them. Ha! Anyway, this is not a baseball show. <laughs> uh, you know what it'd be? It'd be it'd be the Kamara stat uh, <laughs> score per percentage. All right. Um, oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, how many times on average do you touch the football and it's a touchdown? God, he would take an entire team off of return specialists. Right. And just try to con- like Albert transi- Wilson, you're going to the Raiders. <laughs> oh, no. he, they would have an entire team made up of Cordero Patterson, Albert Wilson, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek would be like the running back, which is what he played in college. Mm. Like, I can't even imagine Tyreek Hill as a running back. That like, so, st- like- that's, it strikes me as like, I don't even know if it would be effective, just based on his running style, where it's just like he has to just go. Mm-hmm. So if the whole Tyreek Hill is so fast, he could pretty much hit the hole before the hole's there. Oh, yeah, it's scary sometimes. So, like, how would it, it wouldn't work as a running back? Not really. Because you'd be like, okay, we're going to have you run a, an A-gap dive uh, in between the center and the right guard. And they snap the ball and they give it to him, and the guards haven't even touched their guys yet. And he's, like, hitting them. He's already wanting to get through that hole. He's already wanting to get through the hole. Um, I think that... If the Raiders really are trying to do this thing where they're just stockpiling draft picks, then, I don't know, like, if, if you flip it over to, like, the Cowboys, like, okay, so, the Cowboys the Cowboys were probably going to draft a receiver, right? Right. You think about it. But this is a bad draft class. So, in a way, you're just kind of giving you, up. You could have done something better. I don't know. I, like, I, I, I was, like, starting to laugh because I was just reading – According to Sportsline, the Cowboys trading for Amari Cooper has a 0.0% increase on Dallas's playoff probability. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's a 0.0. 0. That to me means that there are instances where things change. It's like 0.6. <laughs> Drew Brees beat the Baltimore Ravens for, so he could beat every team in the NFL. Increases their percentage by point. Zero two, yeah. Point zero two. Point zero two. Oh my God, we're getting into the hundredths. Well, I, I guess it's a win, so it wouldn't just be. Well, like... a, if you if you want to compound that on what you were saying, Kyber, because it's like a zero point zero, which is kind of funny to meme. 
it's a lateral move, and they went for someone that they think has talent as opposed to drafting someone in a bad class. So I kind of agree you know, with you. <clears throat> you know what you're getting with Amari Cooper. Like, we right. know he can go out there and play. We've seen it. I just think he was in such a bad – you could say, like, he's on the same – he's on, like, a bad trajectory. Like, this is the beginning of, like, his downfall. I guess you can kind of look at it in, – in the, they're in a different situation. But, like, think about, like, a player like Anquan Bolden who was, like, in a situation in Arizona where it just wasn't working out because, like, oh, you know, I'm not getting the targets. And, like, right. people don't think because I've been doing it for so long, people don't think I can do it anymore. And then he went to San Francisco and Baltimore and just it reignited his career, and he was really good. So I like Amari Cooper. I think he could be a good player. Um, I certainly didn't want him to go to the Cowboys. I wanted him to go somewhere else. Um, being my three-way trade that I wanted to happen mm-hmm. uh, is not going to happen. And with that, uh, I asked the guys to – it doesn't have to be anybody that is overtly been mentioned as someone that is on the trading block. Okay. Anything like that. It doesn't have to be somebody who it's been mentioned or someone just – what is going to be the next big trade that we get in the NFL this year? The next one that will happen. That we think will happen or just a trade? No, that we think will happen. Like the next oh. like big like the like a big name. Like in a like in Amari Cooper, a Khalil Mack. I mean the the easiest one is Patrick Peterson since we already talked about it. Patrick Peterson to the Saints for uh Another first round pick? No, uh, Taron Armstead. You said okay. You yeah, said that. That's the only one that makes sense because that's the only way they'd have enough cap space. No, I, I mean it, according if, to sources of people close to Patrick Peterson, his preferred team is to go to the Saints. Yeah, because he went to LSU. Oh, he did. He yeah. did go to LSU. So he I also won. think he also realizes, like, man, I'm gonna win a championship if I go to <laughs> New Orleans. Um. But yeah, that's he, he just doesn't want to be part of a rebuilding. He wants a chance at a championship, right? For his times up, man. He, AB, he, AB he has nothing against. He has nothing against like the the Cardinals organization or anything, and he likes the coaches. But man, AB said he come here and play with us. We have a championship. Why can't he go there? I mean, I wish he don't want to play outdoors. What's what's I, the trade? No, I wish he'd go to the Chiefs. I don't know. I mean, we all wish Patrick Peterson would go to our team. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. I think uh, my trade would be Leonard Fournette being traded from Oof, the Jaguars. Ouch, my hamstring to the who? Um, originally, I was going to say the Eagles because like that's kind of what they did with J.H.I.E. in a sense. Right. J.H.I.E. is like, kind of injured, but he, everyone knows he's kind of good and – just bring him in and kind of work him in as a committee back with Corey Clement and with me, with you and Wendell Smallwood and all them. Why don't they trust me? I, do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't you know, man, because you plays. fumbled that one game. I don't yeah, know. I fumbled you, twice in one game. You fumbled twice in one game, man. I That's why. I haven't done it since. But, I mean, I don't know, dude. Trade him to the Raiders. Um, Trade him to the Raiders for... I don't know something. Trade, <laughs> trade him, trade him to the Raiders for the Jaguars' first round pick, 
and Derek Carr. Fuck. Do it. Damn, dude. Do it. How how absolutely dumb would that be? Yeah, kind of insane. Like you give Derek Carr that Keelan def- Cole, baby. Keelan Cole, baby. D.D. Westbrook, here he's coming. D.D. Westbrook, Dante Moncrief. Give him T.J. Yeldon coming out of the yeah, backfield. About to be activated. Niles Paul. <laughs> Niles Paul, dude. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Give him that defense. Mm-hmm. Whoever their kicker is, because he's pretty much been their offense. Well, the Jaguars. Is it? It all comes like you, you talked about this when they played the Chiefs. When the Chiefs scored first, you said they knew the Jag. You knew the Jaguars were losing. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in the last eighteen Jaguars games? They're ten and zero when they score first, and zero and eight when they score second. Wow, that's almost like that's your win condition. And if you don't hit it, you lose. Yeah. Every team got a win condition. Jaguars got to score first. Are they? They're really ten and zero. Mm-hmm. If they score first, they usually win. Did I include the playoffs? Because I thought they didn't score first against the Saints. Oh no, they did. They didn't score first against the Patriots. The Patriots kicked a field goal. In their playoff game, mm-hmm. um, explains everything. Explain, <laughs> explains everything. No, I didn't know that. So it's pretty much like all you got to do, if uh, if you're watching a Jaguars game, is just watch until one team scores, and then the game over. Yep. Yeah. If ja- if the Jaguars score first, like oh they're gonna win. If the Jaguars don't score first, but not gonna win. Tennessee kicked the first field goal. They must have. They must have kicked the first field goal. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about AFC South quarterbacks, particularly Marcus Mariota and Blake Bortles. Well, Marcus Mariota still hasn't thrown a red zone interception in the United States. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh! That's one of my favorite stats, and now I hate it. Because now you got to throw in the stupid bullshit at the end. Well, he hasn't done it in the United States. Okay. Baseball stat. Ba- oh, hashtag that is a hashtag baseball. Stats. That's a that's a hashtag baseball stat. If you don't know what a hashtag baseball stat is, for all of you sick well, bastards every- that watch baseball, well, no, everybody, because isn't that more of like an inside joke with us? It is an inside joke, but it's easy to explain. Yeah, okay. Because pretty it. much all a baseball stat is is if you ever watch a baseball game, which I don't know why you would. Whoa, um, are on. I, I I bet they're listening to this. Shit. Um. That's usually what happens when better things are on. You turn off baseball. Um, I shouldn't say that. I cover baseball. I like baseball. I'm but uh, I like baseball. I just make fun of it because I know a lot of people that really, really like baseball. And I like kind of. Diehards are diehard. Yeah. If you're a diehard baseball fan, I kind of like poking at you a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, But anyway, a baseball stat, for those of you that do not know, and they, they exist in every sport. It's not just baseball. But a baseball stat is a really – really fringe stat that has just a bunch of continuous run on cherry picked cherry picked things that go into it because baseball has been going on for so damn long. They have to cherry pick these unique statistics. Like an example would be, we'll just throw out a random thing. Say Bryce Harper hits three home runs in Dodger stadium. The stat in June Wallace rating. Yeah, sure. It will li- the stat across the bottom will literally say Bryce Harper is the first Nationals player <laughs> to hit three home runs in Dodger Stadium in the month of June while maintaining a batting average of three twenty 
in his fifth season with the same team. That's what a baseball stat is. And you see them all the time. So uh, they're always so fun when they get way too fringe. Oh my god! Just... And and the three of us always like find, when we find them, we send them to each other because they're just so ridiculous. So the Mar- the Marcus Mariota interception in the red zone thing, which was so cool for a while, now is a baseball stat because now you have to add into the the, the stuff. Marcus Mariota has never turned the ball over in the red zone in the United States. <laughs> in the continental United oh, States. Oh god! Oh. That makes me so mad. Okay, so okay, so the other AFC South quarterbacks. Yeah, Mark, Marcus Mariota and Blake Bortles. Well, Marcus Mariota is not good anymore. I, I well, in general, I think we can just uh, he, he like I feel like he's we've talked about it before again, but like ever since the leg break, regression, regression gets too safe with the ball. He he was supposed to be like a mobile type quarterback who could extend plays, and he's not very good at that. Now you can maybe argue they don't have uh, enough like wide receiver weapons around him. They used a first round pick on Corey Davis. Lost his uh, safety net in uh, Delaney uh, Walker. Delaney Walker, who was his favorite target his entire career. Uh, You can argue that Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry have not done well this year. And you look at yeah. their offensive line, and, and you're like, ah. But still, I mean, you could say all that, and they've they've won a few games. But like, Andrew Luck has worse than that, and he still leads the league in touchdowns. And maybe you call him an anomaly, but I just don't think Mariota is good. I like. I don't. It's hard to say, like all of these players that have all this talent. First round picks, second round picks. If you've seen them work, play well so many times in the past, and now all of a sudden, like the offense doesn't work, I feel like the coaching staff isn't using its strengths and it's trying to bend the players their way instead of using their the player strength. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that has to have something to do with it because you have there there's too much talent for like nothing to be working. No, I think I think no, I agree with you there, but but I I just somebody just has to come in and like kind of like spark maybe if he something got a better, in the I offense. Mean, I, maybe just Mike Vrabel's not the coach he needs. Maybe you could chalk it up to a million things. Maybe maybe it's in his head because we know how talented Mariota can be and right. has shown flashes of. Maybe it, that injury just got to his head and he floats past. But I mean, the, he still had flash. He still had flashes of it last year, and that was after the injury. But it's just, why would the injury now be a? Well, I think it was last year. Like again, you still see those flashes every now and again. But then, like maybe mentally, he tries to latch on to those. Can you imagine if you swapped Blake Portals and Andrew Luck? Like, think about that. Those two teams exist in the same division. You have Andrew Luck, who is on an absolutely terrible roster with no help, no whatsoever. He's got bad O-line. They don't run the ball well consistently. He has one good offensive weapon. Their defense is average. At best. Yeah, their corners aren't very good, but they have a decent pass rush. And you got Blake Bortles, who is on a team with solid wide receivers, Top. They're all like in that like B minus yeah, C yeah, plus they're, area. They're, they're good. They're not like a bad receiving core. No, they're like a good receiving core. Uh, 
pretty solid offensive line, good running game when they commit to it. Mm-hmm. I want to say good defense. I know the defense hasn't played very well, but I think the defense has been putting in been put a lot of bad situations the last three games that they've lost. Obviously, oh, yeah. clearly against the Chiefs, they were put in a lot of bad situations. Um, but can you imagine if you just put Andrew Luck on the Jaguars? That team would be scary. Like, imagine that. And then, st- but the- but then in the same breath, you put Blake Bortles on the Colts. And God, that team, that, that team would be the that, worst team ever. That team never wins a football game, ever. I just think it's weird that they both exist in in the same division. Also, we are uh, we are recording this while the Monday Night Football game is going on. Corey, if you want to give us a score update, uh, it's three to ten Atlanta. Uh, Giants had a 74-yard drive, which is amazing for the Giants, and they turned it over on downs. <laughs> Instead of kicking also a field amazing goal, for the Giants. <laughs> oh my Instead god! Instead of kicking a field goal, wow! Just being down six to ten, they went for it. Hey man, gutsy calls, dude. Got to be gutsy, Pat Shermer. He heard you. Yeah, he, dude, he heard you. He didn't want to be the pussy coach of the week this week. Uh, do we have one of those this week? Uh, I don't know. Hugh Jackson. Yeah. All right. Hugh, Jackson. Hugh Jackson. He made some bad. Coach Jackson. Gary. Coach Gary. Didn't fucking use his star player again. Oh, Zeke. Yeah. Awesome. You know, yeah, that's the thing that's, bu- that's bullshit about that game. Like, oh, man, they were down the whole game. Can't use Zeke. They were down like 10. Right. You can wait. You can use the full complement of your offense if you're down 10 points. Right? You run your best player for 45 and, minutes. And historically, yeah. historically, Zeke's had his most success against the Redskins. And he was like, nah, not going to give it to him. Whatever, man. How many ca- I think he had like uh, 12 carries or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I understand at the end of the game. Well, yeah. You're, you're throwing the ball down the field, but... Like, throughout the rest of the entire game, it's not like the Washington Redskins have, like, a dynamic offense that you have to keep up with. So, I just want to say, because I guess we can talk about uh, the Chiefs now. Hey! What's up? Um, it's my time. Um, Ask me your theoretical how am I a Chiefs fan or how do I feel about this question, Skyper. No. I was going to say, oh. how lucky is Andy Reid? Ready for this one? How lucky is Andy Reid that Pat Mahomes has worked out given Alex Smith's success over in Washington? Like, can you like think about if he makes that call? I said that on my show today. If Andy Reid makes the call to move off of Alex Smith, coming off of Alex Smith's best year ever, and lets him go to Washington. If Pat Mahomes, granted, Pat Mahomes is like best quarterback in football right now, but if Pat Mahomes had like Say he had the start of his career that Jared Goff did. Can you imagine like what would like, what would be going on in what, yeah what would be going on in Kansas City right now? Given the fact that Alex Smith is in Washington leading the Redskins in the A and NFC East, a team like, that nobody thought or right. that Kirk Cousins couldn't even take to the right. Like, can you imagine how negative it would be? Well, for sure, and I think that makes it all the more why he did it because he knew. Right. No, no, no. I understand. Yeah, but like, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, in a theoretical, like, 
if for some reason, like, he was taking a chance that he wasn't sure. That's why the gamble was so big. Because, like, you knew, like, Alex Smith is a good quarterback. Like, you knew that wherever Alex Smith went, Alex Smith was going to be, like, okay. Right. He was going to be solid. And, like, the move to Pat was, like, well, we, at the at the time when he did it, mm-hmm. the only thing we had was, like, the coach's word and the player's word that he was, as advertised, he was going to be really good. And Andy Reid just rolled the dice and, man, did it pay off. But there was some, you know. He's just one of them offensive geniuses. He he knew. He he been knew. Andy Reid been knew, okay? Andy Reid been knew. He been knew about Pat Mahomes. Um, that game uh, was oh. – That was a good game. It, it Well, we didn't watch it because we knew it was going to be a blowout. I watched it. Oh, I know you watched it. Thank you. I didn't watch it. Um, I don't know. I think that that game was more telling about – not that the Chiefs aren't legit, but, man, was that a game that showed that, that the Bengals are a fraud. Oh, for sure. Like, because the another, Bengals – oh, man. prime time Beng- choke. Yeah. Bengals going shot for shot with Atlanta – Bengals coming back against Carolina. Almost beating Pittsburgh again. Almost beating Pitt. Man, be like, oh, Bengals are a good team. No, they're not. If no, or, they're not. Or, or is it just showing how many leaps and bounds ahead of the AFC the Chiefs are? Out, well, outside of the Patriots. Outside of the Patriots and maybe – I want to see them play the Chargers again. It'll happen. Well, it's happening pretty soon. Again, like, how many times if, like, if you want to compare, like, people probably, I mean, they're still undefeated. It's easy to put them as the number one team in the league, the Rams. But compare who they've played and where they've played against the Chiefs, who they played, where they played. The Chiefs have only had two home games so far this year. Almost all their big games have been on the road. Yes. They beat the Chargers on the road. They beat Pittsburgh on the road. They beat... Jaguars on the road. Jaguar, oh, no, Jaguars was at home. Jaguars sorry. was at home. But they did beat the Jaguars. Uh, like the, the, New England was first, on the road. New England was on the road, and they almost came back and won that one. And our bullet points for the beginning of the season were, what was Kansas City going to be like coming out of the first seven weeks of the season? Their we toughest. Got, we got our answer. Now, now, now they fall back a little bit. They got Denver this week at home. They get the home game against Denver because they beat Denver on the road. Um, and then they get to go play the Browns. Um, then I think it's Arizona. And then then I think it's Arizona. I can check for you. You know what I'm curious to see, though? And this isn't because I think they're going to win. Denver, um, Cleveland, I want to see Arizona, the ball. I want to s- And then, then their bye week, and then they come back and play the Rams. I want to see the Chiefs play the Ravens. And the reason I want to see the Chiefs play the Ravens is because the Ravens are... I want to say the Ravens are an as-advertised defense. But they're kind of an as-advertised defense because the Jaguars, turns out they aren't. Because if you get up early on the Jaguars, they can't stop anybody. We all thought Denver was a good offense until for three consecutive weeks they gave up like 300 yards rushing. Which the Chiefs kind of showed everybody. The Chiefs are pretty much like, hey, how you beat Denver? Just run the ball. The Chiefs did that. Like, the yeah. Chiefs were like, because Pat Mahomes didn't play well in that game at the start. He was like, you know mm-hmm. what? Screw this. Kareem, go. Well, yes. we'll see what Baltimore, we'll see if Baltimore's still good in week 14, because that's when the Chiefs play him. They won't be. I just want to I just want to see the Chiefs def- offense go up against their defense. I think, 
Yeah, because the Saints for a while, like it was looking like, man, like are the Saints gonna be able to score against this defense. Like they didn't give up a second half touchdown until the Saints did it. Now, no, granted, it, now granted, you're gonna give up a second half touchdown against the Chiefs. Ooh, I'm telling like, you, you're gonna give up a second half touchdown. I think my favorite thing about the game though was seeing the defense step up. You maybe you maybe you chalk it to the Bengals' mediocre primetime curse, but players like oh. O'Brien or, or oh my god Daniel O he's like one of our rookie linebackers and mm-hmm. I, I'm brain farting on the name all of a sudden and I was saying it earlier and I feel bad I really wanted him to get in and play and he came in he chased the ball he made a few like really good key tackles to stop the run um Scandrick's not exactly great but he's been doing better Nelson like I can meme about him a little bit but pro football focus has him rated as one of the uh m- top end cornerbacks over the last couple of weeks, like balls that go his way and how many yards he's given up. He's in mm-hmm. the top echelon there. Yeah. We still have the most quarterback pressures like off the edge with Ford Houston, uh, Breland speaks mm-hmm. like we have an edge rush. We've been getting to the quarterback more than any other team. Just shore up against the running game and, we morphed our defense a little bit for years, but I don't know if I hope like I see it more often, but Bob Sutton's always been man to man defense, bump and run. And when you always getting burned and shit because of that, we put in a little bit more zone this week. Uh, we played a little off the receivers at times where maybe they got a catch and we tackled them right when we actually were able to tackle. And, and there were just enough small changes that, if the Kansas City Chiefs defense gets going and you get Justin Houston back and Eric Berry back, look out. All right. No, oh, Justin Houston didn't play? No, Justin Houston was inactive again. Oh, really? Yeah, they kept him out another week. He had an oof, ouch, my hammy string. Ouch, um, that's That's the technical term for that injury, the ouch, <laughs> ouch, my hammy. My hammy. So. Oh, nice. Um, Not a fantasy show, but Corey won his matchup. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so if this defense gets going at all, they don't have to be the best. They could be the 20th best defense in the NFL. (laughs) And this team's winning a Super Bowl. I don't know who stops them. I think you're going to get... It's not that you stop them. It's just that it's going to be someone... you, You just have to... Essentially, you have to be go. You have to be able to go toe for toe, toe to toe. With yeah, them. I, I. The Chiefs are in this. Is gonna don't. I, and I said this. The Chiefs are the exact same way as the as the Jaguars. If the Chiefs have to play from behind early, it's tougher. It's tougher, but the, the which Mahomes, is well, well, that's that's because what that's what happened against the Patriots. It happened against and, Denver, and it happened and against Denver. But Denver doesn't have the offense to sustain. No, that's true. That's true. That's a fair point. Fair so point. what I'm saying is, is like. If, granted, you don't play the Saints this year, but if you were playing, like, that Rams game, oh, man. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in that. Neutral site, the two, like, quote-unquote best teams in the NFL playing against each other. That game's going to be Monday night, Mexico City. That game's going to be wild. It's going to be, like, 12 to 15. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to hype it up for weeks. Oh, man. All the players are going to get dysentery. (laughs) Everyone, 
Pat's gonna get caught with like some Mexican hooker. Jesus Christ. Gurley's gonna get like. Oh, this game's really easy. <laughs> Gurley's gonna get like diarrhea from eating too many tacos. Taquitos. He's, he's gonna be sitting. No, I like that. I agree with all your points about the the Chiefs defense. The one part that I like to throw in is that I just like to think that the the, the Bengals just after they lose to the uh, to the Steelers, I just feel like the Bengals are just shot for like two weeks because they're just so. Obs- I, I guess that could be a thing that could happen. Also, and the primetime thing. The primetime thing is always just, the primetime thing. Does, how is uh, wait wait how is Amari how is Amari Cooper? How is Dallas? How, yeah, you made it back real fast. Yeah, I, I dropped him off real quick, man. I didn't even get to really see Dallas at all. We had a nice little conversation in the car, talk about football, talk about the horrendous Atlanta Giants game that's going on right now. And uh, he, he was he's a really cool guy. And the last thing he got out of the car, he, he was about to get out of the car, and he's like, he's like, hey, Justin. I'm like, yeah, Amari? He's like, you don't know shit about football, dude. Quit podcasting. <laughs> and then he left. What the fuck does he? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, forgot, you forgot what he probably said at the end. Huh. He said roll tide. Well, yeah. At the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. All the Alabama guys say roll tide at the end of their sentences. Yeah, so he, like, yelled it at me and then slammed the door. Really <laughs> roll tide! Slam! Well, okay, so. I was like, all right, that was an adventure. I, I, hope you've, I hope all of you have enjoyed the episode. We're going to say everything we just said again. <laughs> word for word. Fucking word. word. Except how was, uh, rewind. How, how was the jubby? Was it oh, good? Oh, yeah, no. No, the Jubby was good. It was all right. I liked the Jubby a lot. Liked, I liked it. All right, good. good. I kind of, I kind of somewhat messed up the intro because we were laughing about singing the song. Oh yeah. So I started oh, talking. Corey's intro threw me off, and I was laughing, and I couldn't get the do 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 do. Stop right. doing post. Don't worry about it. Well, all you right. can just leave it in. Before we were rudely interrupted <laughs> by, a, by an Uber driver. You know, the Bengals singing, stinking like a ship for about three to four weeks after they lose to the Steelers. Happens every single time. Except it's probably going to keep happening. I have a good transition. Ooh, okay, go ahead. Do segue you. me, boy. If Saints don't get leapfrogged in last year's draft, would they have taken Mahomes over Lattimore? They were planning on it. That's why the Chiefs traded up to get him. Yeah, but would they have? I think they would have. Yeah, I think so. Can you, for one, can we just um, think about that for a second? <laughs> going from Drew Brees can to we Mahomes? just think about going? That, that's a Favre to Rogers situation. From going from Drew Brees. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh, my God. That's a Favre to Rogers situation. No, yeah, for sure. Dude, he takes over that team with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas, like Cam Meredith comes Saints along. Saints O-line. Sean Payton is his coach. I don't, he would probably never throw an incomplete pass. <laughs> like, he would just – Pat Mahomes would finish his career like, I don't know, 2057 of 2057. He would also have uh, six touchdown catches 2000, before he uh, starts. 2057 <laughs> of 2058, Sean Payton got cocky and tried to design a play where Pat, McThro- Pat <laughs> throws a play to himself. <laughs> Pat throws it up into the lights and ricochets it off a, 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 a like the rafters in the Superdome, and he he throws it and starts running to the end zone. And when it hits the rafter, it comes down at a direct angle, but the cornerback reads it and knocks it down. Oh, all the other all the other defenders think the play is over because they just thought he was throwing it away. Um, can we? Okay, I don't. Know, this isn't going to be the last thing, but this is going to be something that Justin can now throw in. So. We're talking about Pat Mahomes. 
and how we <laughs> how how you know how good the Chiefs have been and all that type of stuff. All right, this week oh, he's Pat he's Pat McHolmes because of the intro. Pat, Pat McHolmes. Oh, okay. Mick-Holmes. All right. All right. Um, I know Pat. I know he's been. I mean, obviously he's been the best quarterback in football this year. Um, I think. I know because I did it on my show this morning where I gave out all of the, the midseason awards. Yeah, we'll be doing that next week. I didn't – mine's probably not going to change, but I had Pat Mahomes as the Offensive Player of the Year, and I had Todd Gurley as the MVP. Yeah, so do, so do I. I just want to say Todd Gurley last season had 19 touchdowns. What week is it? What week did we just finish? Seven. He's got 14. He's got more than, like, seven other teams combined. He's got well, not combined, 14 like, like, touchdowns. Like, the Buffalo Bills have, like, seven touchdowns he, or something. He's on pace for 30 total touchdowns. What? It's pretty ridiculous. That's insane. Now, obviously, he's not going to get it because he's probably not going to play the last two weeks. Yeah. But, it's like, it's my God. I mean, Mahomes still has the most touchdown, like passing touchdowns through eight weeks now with those forty-three. That's them. true. So like, it's gonna be. It's definitely one of those things where it's like back and forth. It's gonna breaks. be back and forth all year long, and Pat might get the advantage because they're gonna have to play hard. They're the gonna Chargers are gonna stay on the heels. Yeah, the Chargers are gonna, gonna stay on to, the heels. And if they want that home field advantage, losing the tiebreaker to New England, right? You're you're gonna you're gonna need to play every week in the hopes that the Patriots lose a game and then you win. It's the same thing that happened with like Pittsburgh, New England last year will happen with Kansas city, New England this year. We'll be out right by week 17. The Steelers could not advance it'll any be, farther. So they sat there guys to that in that they'll be battling through pretty much the whole time. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting because like, I mean, obviously the, the chiefs really only have a half game lead for on the first seed in the AFC. Cause if they lose they're tied, they go to second seed. But then it just comes down to: Do we think the Patriots are going to lose another game? Yeah. Other, I mean, well, there's the Miami game. Yeah. The Miami game. Yeah. Yeah, that big old trap. They do. They could lose to the Vikings. They could. They could lose to the Vikings. They still haven't played the Packers yet, and that's going to be just a shootout. And that's going to be one hell of a game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers historically does a good job against Tom Brady. So, I mean, in the in the very few times they've played, yeah, they've only played I think twice. Once or twice, yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't play Tom Brady. He plays the Patriots defense. And they're and they're not very good. All right. All right. This is a quarterback league. Whoever plays the best, you know, you outplayed your opponent at the position. Come on, man. No. (laughs) No. We uh, mentioned it briefly a minute ago, but can we talk about how crazy that Carolina Philadelphia game was? Okay. I was. I don't want to do this every week, but man, was I right about Philadelphia? <laughs> like, man, man, was I right about Carolina? You were as right about Philadelphia, about as wrong as you were about the Jaguars. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I know. <laughs> hey, well, praise the worship because, like, Did you, man, was I so right about Carolina? Sorry, I've been here. I was driving Amari Cooper to Dallas. <laughs> do you guys talk about the Jags yet? We did. Okay. We did. Yeah, was yeah. it was anything? I guess we'll do this. Was there anything you wanted to say about the Jaguars real quick before we talk about the Carolina? Oh, just that uh, they're in complete meltdown mode, and uh, it's, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, changing the quarterback won't help it? They you think able- Cody Kessler's going to help that dude? I wanted to so bad. <laughs> you really? I, I, I want 
Cody Kessler to win. Yeah, because he was, like, honestly, I liked him in Cleveland. Everybody's drinking their water right now. Oh, my God, that was so weird. <laughs> it was weird. That was so weird. I'm thirsty, man. Okay. I'm driving. Okay, so Cody Kessler was, like, clearly the clear-cut guy in Cleveland a while ago. And too many, too many oops, my head hurts. uh, No, it wasn't even that. It was, hey, we got this guy that we got from Notre Dame. Let's let's play him. Let's drive him into the fucking ground. (laughs) I want him fucking eating dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. I want him. I want him him fucking picking grass. That quarterback. That quarterback problem is not going to relieve itself until next year. When Derek Carr gets there. When like Derek Carr becomes when a Jaguar. De- <laughs> like we talked about. Oh. By the way, that so was my interpretation. The downward stumble continues. Yes. Hugh. The Texans win that division now. Not me. That was a direct it, quote from Hugh's consciousness. Thank you. With the way things are going, I can't I can't really disagree. I mean the Titans the Titans pretty much blew their load against the Eagles, beating them. Yeah, Jaguars blew theirs against the Patriots. The, the, the Titans blew their load, and now they're just blowing. Yeah, it they, they they blew yeah. their load. Said, "Why don't we get more respect?" And then they went zero and three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's almost like beginning of the year. I was like, they they kind of bad. And I don't know. I fell for. I put them in my top ten at the first quarter. But we're gonna t- we're gonna because we were talking about Carolina and Philadelphia. Phil- oh my god. It was so funny because so Philly goes up seventeen nothing, and I don't know who was calling the game. I don't remember. Was it uh, was it Troy and Joe? I don't remember. Whoever was calling the football game, Cam got the football, and whoever it was said they got to score every time they touch it, and then they scored, and then Philadelphia got the ball back and they punted, and then Cam got the ball again, and the guy said they got to score every time they touch it, and they scored, and then Philly got the ball and they punted. And then Cam got the ball, and the guy said, got to score every time you touch it. And he took the lead. So whoever that guy is, like, Carolina Panthers got to hire him just to call all their games. So whenever they're behind, whenever they're behind, that particular play-by-play guy just needs to come and like, got to score every time you touch it. I thought you were <laughs> going to say they need to hire him as their coach because apparently he knows the game plan that works. Scoring every time you touch it. Right. I don't know why anybody hasn't thought of that. Good Panthers, bad Eagles. Both. Oh, bo- oh. You think? Uh, you think both? Both. Little, little, Obviously, it's a little bit of a both. lot of one, a lot of good Panthers, a little bit of bad Eagles. I think Carson and a lot Wentz of just is still blowing it. I think coming it's, back. I think it's mostly bad Eagles because Carson's played okay. Dude, your defense, defense your oh defense gave up 21 points in eight minutes. They are God, they that was been, such an incredible ending. They've been horrendous. And then you couldn't and then you got a pass interference call. You got the ball at the 20 yard line, and you can't you're Philadelphia. You can't score. Philadelphia. On on the on the Panthers defense, who you hung 17 points on for the majority of the game, and you led. Like I'm sorry. Like, it's just one of those things. Uh, and then Doug Peterson after the game's talking like acting like they were the victims. Acting like, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're everyone's coming to get us and we got to, we're not yeah, playing. 
It was like, yeah, of course they are. You're the you're Super Bowl th- champions. Everybody's coming to get you. You. That's the whole point. Pull you, up your big boy pants. You pussy st- coach of the week. <laughs> you wanted everybody to come at you. That was a quote from your players. Yeah, they were boasting it. No, he's the pussy coach of the fucking week. Oh uh, well, we were gonna give it to Hugh Jackson, but okay, Doug. No, no okay, it's double uh, award. T- Doug, <laughs> once again, remember last week how I, well, we had an on the field, off the field pussy? He's once again, we have another off the field pussy coach. Man, Jubby in here fired up. Coaches, he, the, NFL coaches have pissed me off this season. Man, we needed someone to be fired up after we're uh, the other three of us tired. Dude, I I don't know what it fucking is this year, but like NFL coaches have just made me pissed. I'm just mad at all of them. Rant to me, baby. Give me that mm, rant, asthma. No, it's like because our, I know we're in a stage right now where the NFL is kind of evolving. And, like, things are changing a little bit, and these more offensive-minded coaches are coming in, and they're evolving the game, right? I Almost every coach is, like, trying to emulate the fucking Rams this year. And, oh, my God. It's so fucking aggravating. The, that, that fucking fourth, that fourth just happened in the Monday night game. That fucking fourth and goal with the Giants. Pat Shermer calls a play. They roll out. Odo Beckham goes way to the side, gets open. Eli's supposed to throw it to him. Eli doesn't do it when Odo's wide open. Throws but it like out of bounds. Let me let me ask you something there, Pat Shermy. <laughs> Pat Shermy. Eli's been trash, fucking utter trash this entire season. Hasn't been able to get anything fucking done. You're fourth and goal, and you have Saquon Barkley, who is probably. <laughs> Rookie of the fucking year right now, and you can't punch it in with him? You have to orchestrate a dumb fucking play with Eli Manning on fourth and goal to try to get this shit done because you think against that you're the Rams. Against the Falcons against defense. The bad, hurt Falcons defense, and you can't get it done. You orchestrate that instead of pounding Saquon. Who are... You gotta Who get... You. you gotta get Odell's touches, man. Gotta make Odell happy. Hi. Now, that play would have worked if Odell was wide open. Well, why would you trust Eli? I like I like your There's... analogy that everyone's trying to be the Rams. They are. And it's so funny because no one's the Rams. Nobody. Like, no one's Sean McVay. No. he's, he's... No one's Sean McVay. Nobody else in the NFL is playing Madden. It's just Sean McVay. Well, Andy Reid's playing, playing a little Madden. Gruden's Andy playing Reed's, it now. Andy Reid's just being Andy Reid. Gruden's playing Madden. He he's went, just, he went, hey, man, that looks like a pretty fun f- game you're playing there, man. Can, yeah, no, no, yeah, can he, I get he, in on this? He, he's trading all his players away for first-round picks, simming the first season. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the episode, simming the first season. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to call it John Gruden's playing Madden. All right, here we go. Right. Andy, Andy Reid's playing Madden, but Andy Reid's not playing – like GM, he's got the speed threshold yeah, no, all the Andy, way up. Andy's not playing Andy, GM, and he's super simming defense. We get Andy, it. Andy Reid, Andy Reid created a player and just gave him like full stats. <laughs> he's played superstar mode. Yeah, yeah okay. so now he's just playing superstar mode with quarterback. Sean McVay is playing a season with a team, and he has the he has the difficulty on like rookie. <laughs> like Andy's just playing one particular player. Sean McVay is like just running a full offense on rookie 
he's trying to get his re- one of his receivers and one of his running backs like he wants the one of his receivers to break the receiving record. He wants his back to break the rushing record. He wants his quarterback to get MVP. Right. Right. Whereas Andy's just like, I just want to – Andy Reid's playing as one guy. He's like, I want to throw for 7,000 yards. <laughs> like, Tommy like, Faye's that guy who's like, he, he's, you know, he's playing the offense. He's doing really well. He's probably ranked like fifth in the world in ranked play. And then he uh, – and then you know, he, he does his offense. He super sims the defense. And while that's going on, he has to run downstairs and tell his mom to fuck off. He's going to do the homework later. And then he comes back upstairs and continues playing the offense. That's what he's doing when he's sitting on the cooler. Who is this? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Oh, I agree with that, but the, like all that happens and the defense is still good. Like the super sim rolls well, nat twenties. They, they, <laughs> they, they made the right move where they were just like, let's just get all this fucking just individual talent on defense. And let it run wild. And just and just give it to Wade Phillips right. and just let Wade Phillips figure it out. And then he did, and it's working. So can't really front it. Uh, right. I mean, they're co- it's it's getting it. Marcus done. Peters has been like. Below average, what right. he's expected to be, and obviously Akeem Talib got hurt. Yeah, there's not so. much you can do about that. But, but I mean, you still have Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue, so been, who the yeah, hell cares? They've been getting it done enough for the offense to win games, and that's that's all you need. Mike Tomlin uh, got mad that he lost in the playoffs, and now is AFK from the game and won't give Levy. And so now <laughs> Levy's contract keeps coming up each week. And it's and not like, happening. He's just ignoring it, and then it, during the offseason, he hits just, him with the franchise tag. He's like. Maybe this year. <laughs> He's like, they're like, hey, hey, Mike, um, you got your game to play this week. Are you going to play it? No, just sim the week. <laughs> this game is bullshit. Oh, by the way, back to Pat Shermer, you also could have just done, you know, you know you're behind, just kick the fucking field goal and move on with your life. I Yeah, that's what I, I mentioned that. Um, I, I'm in a weird spot now that I – don't feel bad for Pat Shermer, but I do feel bad, bad for Pat Shermer at the same time uh, because he's obviously very frustrated with the quarterback play. But guess fucking what? You're the head coach. You can bench players for not playing well. Can't bench Eli Manning. Yeah, look, look, look he's the head coach. Fucking if Mick fucking Akadu can. Here's the thing. Ben McAdoo already fucked Eli's starting consecutive thing, and now like we see how bad Eli's playing. I feel like if Shermer sat Manning, he wouldn't get as much flack as McAdoo did. If Eli's last no, name, no, get nowhere near as much flack because everybody fucking hates Eli right now. Eli bad. is a meme. If you're going, he's if you're scrolling, if you're scrolling through Twitter, people are just making fun of Eli right now. Eli is worse than he was last year. If his last name was Johnson. He wouldn't be in the NFL. Eli Johnson. If, Eli be, if his name was Eli Johnson, Johnson but he still a two-time Super Bowl champion, don't take that away from him. No, but at this point. At this point, would he still be a quarterback? No. Yeah, Trent Dilfer was a Super Bowl champion. What'd they do to him? Bye-bye. <laughs> That's true. Right? They, they, Bye-bye, Trent. He was, his name wasn't Trent Manning, so they kept him on the roster. No, his name was Trent Dilfer. He won a Super Bowl. Some shit happened. He sucked. Get out of here. I don't know. Nick Foles is a Super Bowl champion. He's sitting right now. Right? Like, <laughs> so what if... Oh, remember... Big Dick Nick. Remember oh, no, uh, that shit right now. your theory about... <laughs> uh, not theory, but kind of proven fact. Tom Brady and Kraft and Belichick. And how Tom Brady's like, hey... They want to start Garoppolo and move on from me, Kraft. Don't let them do it. Kraft's like, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if that's what it's like in New York with Eli? Oh, and, and Eli and John Mara yeah. just have like a and really. That's why they fucking just got rid of Davis Webb for no reason. Where's uh, he at now? Uh, he's still in New York on the Jets. Oh. That's where every. Trade back for him. They yeah. Get back. They didn't even trade him. They cut him. I know. They get him back. I know. Give him like a give him like a six round pick for him. Give right. give give them Eli and Landing Collins. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but you mean, you mean a ham but just but just make just make Eli get the same haircut as McCown and. <laughs> <laughs> McCown, Darnold, Eli, haircut trio. <laughs> so, so I'll ask you a question, Matt. We're going around. You know, everybody's talking about Pat Mahomes, and you're, you're my yeah, resident chief. Yeah, what so up, I boy? So I'll ask you a question. Ask so what, him. What do, you, what do you think about all these comparisons of Mahomes to Favre? Well, he's thrown uh, less interceptions than Favre so far, and uh, he's a little bit better. I don't know if that got picked up on the mic at all. He, I think he's better. I think you make the Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I, think, I sure think that currently he is throwing better than uh, Vikings Favre. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Mahomes has been excellent. I, no, I, I mean, I, I, I was They're memeing. talking more like about like the, the personality and like the style of play. Well, style of play, yeah. Extend, extending the play, rolling out, doing doing things that no one else thinks to do because it's instinctual and it's normally bad. Like, how many times do we say, don't throw across your body? Pat Mahomes throws across his body 70 yards down the field, gets a touchdown. Pat Mahomes rolling out, getting tackled, juggles the ball to his left hand, throws it out. Yeah, Nobody yeah. thinks to Dude, do that. Andy Reid shit himself when that happened. You I know he did. Guaranteed. And, and But we talk about it all the time. You don't coach that out of him. You don't say don't do that. You like, Pat Mahomes, no. do it every time. Do it when you need to. Like, he throw, yeah, he's started to throw a couple of interceptions. But we that's what we predicted coming in, and I'm okay with it. He takes shots. He tries to get balls into short it's windows. Like, it's I like th- when uh, when Rodgers had, had to throw a whoopee-doos when he's about to go get sacked, and he's on his way down, and he throws it up I and think he gets caught. It's a perfect, you can't tell him no. It's a perfect combination of um, – it's a per- – God. What's the meme it's here? Pat, it's Pat Schirmer, like Pat and Odell on the head. Oh, yeah. Um. It's a perfect combination of, like, Jared Goff, like, him and Sean McVay is perfect. Like, Sean Payton and Drew Brees is perfect. Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes is perfect. Because Andy Reid can just draw up, like, crazy things. His offensive mind is yeah, he, so he, crazy. He, he can just draw up crazy stuff and... You know, I don't want to say I don't want to say the Chiefs' offense is a little more. I don't want to say like, it's going to sound weird, but like the Chiefs' offense is a little more gimmicky in a way than than the, than the Rams' offense. The Rams' offense gives you a whole lot of like smoke and mirrors, but, but they're it, actually just a pound the ball. With it's Gurley. just it's just pound the ball and just get set their, up the play action, set up play actions, and get their got like their route combinations. The Chiefs just do kooky stuff that's just everybody Crazy. lining up all over the place everyone motions you take you could uh, take travis kelsey line him up in the slot on the line as a wing back 
uh, Tyreek Hill is a halfback in a wildcat swinging around to take a, re a reverse fake into a screen. Uh, Conley coming to the side. Watkins on a every every single player has a crazy motion or move or call, <laughs> and Mahomes has to call them all out at the line and set up. And they and they mix option and RPO into it. Like the one play they ran where it was like everyone started on the right hand side, and then Pat motioned. Kelsey, then he motioned Sammy, then he motioned Tyre. Dude, the defense is like, <laughs> they don't know what to do. Like, did, did you see the? Okay, it didn't the, even go for like a big gain. It was like an eight-yard run, but it was just like the defense was just like, uh. Or, or like you see the times where like Tyreek starts on the left and he motions in to the backfield and then immediately runs full spree back out to the left to set. And a couple of the times, like, they would show, like, uh, on replays, uh, the, the cornerback or sometimes the linebacker, they like, to spy on Hill. And you see, like, Tyreek Hill starting his jogging motion, and then you see the guy that's on him, like, man, or even covering him under the zone, jogging with him. And then, like, you see Tyreek, like, cut back and full sprint to the other side, and the defense's, defender's like, fuck, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> or... Like, I mean, it came straight from the Jaguars' right. mouth. It said things we've never seen before. Um, Kind of a comparison. Are the Chiefs and the Rams the Steph Curry equivalent to the NFL? Because Steph, Steph Curry literally changed the way basketball is played. Because if you right. can't shoot, you cannot play. Right. Period. I don't care. It doesn't matter if you're five foot ten or seven foot two. If you cannot shoot in basketball, you cannot play. Steph Curry did that. Like Steph Curry changed the NBA because of that. You did. <laughs> Is it? Are the Chiefs and the Rams kind of putting this thing where like if you if you're not creative, if you can't find unique ways, and it's what you're saying, like Pat Shermer keeps trying, like all these other coaches are trying to replicate shit that the Chiefs are doing, trying to replicate things that the Rams are doing, and they they don't have the mind for it. The, they don't, everything. yeah, or the scheme for I mean, it. Eventually, you'll be at a point where the entire league is controlled by Andy Reid's kids, but we haven't gotten there <laughs> yet. Uh, <laughs> all ex-coordinators. I don't know. It's, I think there's a thing with the NFL where there, you'll get these like fads, waves of things. And ev there is certain waves that change the NFL forever. Mm -hmm. But just because people know that, they try to jump on every wave, mm -hmm. even if it might not be the wave that actually changes the NFL. I see that. But the copycat stuff, you, obviously, it just... Right. It's not the same. It's you don't the, have the personnel. If, if, you, the, yeah. if you don't have the personnel or the mind for it. It's more the mind in the scheme. Mm -hmm. is, I, I mean, the Giants have a really good offense outside of Eli. I mean, you could if you really wanted to. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. Like, that's a solid. Yeah. A solid. They're a bad Eli and a bad O-line. It's not even, like, that bad of an O-line. and I mean, like, Eli's it's, still it's, getting hit, but he's also standing in the pocket yeah, waiting for I, his I check say, down to open up. I would say it's up. more yeah. on Eli than the O-line because, I mean, Eli doesn't leave the pocket. So, like, right. in, in on average, you have, like, three to five seconds to throw the ball once you're in the pocket, sometimes less. If anything, it's Eli's fault for – because you see all, all quarterbacks roll out and everything nowadays – 
Drew Brees did it how many times? We've seen Tom Brady do it how many times? If you went five years ago, six years ago, they weren't rolling out back then. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even at the their plays has, right, has become like a that that's been a small subtle. Change. The only the only real old quarterback that you could really and I say old, but Philip. First of all, one Philip Rivers has been doing it. He's like the best quarterback in the NFL outside the pocket. That was a statistic ne- next to Pat Mahomes. Well, yeah, like, but like Philip Rivers. Yeah, is, yeah I know. Is, you, is wouldn't there. Think, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think Philip Rivers. Like, so again, for that, even Philip Chargers in general, like you, you forget. Like again, their only two losses have been to the Chiefs and the the Rams, the Ram Chiefs and Rams, the two best teams in football. Yeah, but I was gonna say that the only quarterback that you can char- characterize as old that's always done that's Ben. Ben's always done right. that. Like that, that's how he made. That's how he became a household name for the Steelers back in the day when they went on that Super Bowl run and everything. Yeah. It was all and some. It was always the craziest thing because, like, he big. I mean, that's why you called him Big Ben because he could roll out of the pocket, break a tackle, and throw a ball fifty yards down the field. And now he throws passes high because my elbow hurts. Oof! Ouch! My ham. Mm, I'm mad. Um, but I agree that the. Uh, I agree with, with the whole, like, eh, people jump on waves and it's a copycat league. My brother is anti-old quarterback. Like, if you're an old quarterback and your name's not Drew Brees or Tom Brady, you should just leave. You should be taken out behind a shed. Oh. Like, my brother is sick of Ben. He's sick of Eli. He's sick of Phillip Rivers, even though Phillip Rivers is doing well. Yeah, yeah, I get Sick you. of, like, all those old quarterbacks. Is it an old quarterback problem? Or is it a stubborn, fuddy-duddy coach problem? It's both. It depends on the situation. But it, okay, but if you took, if you could only remove one of them, like if you got all of the old, washed-up coaches out of the league, and replaced them with people, even someone like Doug Peterson, who isn't like young, but he's a creative offensive coach, and he's gutsy, and he goes for things, and he's willing to run trick plays in the Super Bowl. If you replace all the coaches in the NFL with guys like that, guys that have a knack for that. Would it fix problems like Eli Manning? Not Eli, no. Not Eli, no. But you think you think other places you could get like? Well, could you have? Uh, because that's what I was saying. Was like, because the, the harsh thing to say is just it, yeah, all the old quarterbacks get out. But but like that, do you see what Tom Brady and Drew Brees are doing? Yeah, no, they're adapting. Like you adapt. Philip Rivers is doing is do, it's and very Philip Rivers, yeah, doing a similar thing, except it's the Chargers. And don't pay attention to them. Pays attention to them. They're always hurt. They have all these, all these like just bad luck problems. And they don't even have a single home game. Right. And then like, so they won't ever. They won't ever like ever. He won't ever get like anywhere near to the same recognition. But he will. He won't get their stats, and that's probably why he won't get exactly there. But he should be. He should be a Hall of Famer, and he should. You would assume. If you own every single significant passing record for a franchise, if you're a quarterback, I don't care if you didn't win Super Bowl, you should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, That's fair enough. He absolutely deserves to be in the Hall if, of Fame. Yeah, if you lead a team, and the Chargers have been around for a long time. Like right. The Chargers have been around, and they've had some good quarterbacks. If you have every single significant passing record, or any whatever position you play, for a franchise, that's enough to get into the Hall of Fame. Because... What the Hall of Fame is supposed to be is the be- the collection of the best football players ever. And you can't have a quarterback who was the best ever for that franchise not represented. Very true. Right. 
So you're not wrong. Yeah. So Philip Rivers, whether he wins a Super Bowl or he doesn't, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And the fact that he's adjusted, like a lot of these other quarterbacks, I, I keep seeing all these other quarterbacks. It's, mo- it's mostly just Eli. <laughs> Eli just has not. He's the funny duddy man. He is. He's aged like cheese. Ooh. Like it's bad. Like, it's not good. He's it's aged. Not good. Like, and I for a while I thought it, that was Flacco. I thought Flacco was the same way. Apparently Flacco just needs to be in a contract year every year because that's the only time he ever gets up to play a football one year game. deals every year. One year deals and always draft a quarterback. <laughs> is it bad that how long have we been going by the way? This is interesting. We're we're, we're, we're in the off the rails moment. Oh, so we're, take we're it off the oh, rails. Man, we're hour forty. Holy crap! Take it off the rails, my friend. All right. It's a weird show because I was gone for most of it. That's fine. Um, you had to you do your you take care of Amari, I, I dude. Amari Cooper is more me, important than the fad pod. He got me this. Uh, he bought me a bottle of water. We went through a through a uh, drive through in Texas, <laughs> one of the only other places besides Ohio where it's at. And he was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and, went, and went and took him through it. And uh, he bought me. I, I, I asked me what I wanted. And he he buy for me. I told him I wanted a Nippy Tip Ice Mountain. So he went and got <laughs> it for me. Yes, I don't know what a Nippy Tip is. Uh, listen to the Getting Drug Show. Anyway. I was gonna. I was gonna say, is it bad for the Ravens that Flacco? <laughs> I wasn't done. I'm. So- <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yes. So, so I asked him to sign the bottle for me, and he just laughed at me. And I think that it had something to contribute with him telling me that I'm that I don't know shit and I'm a jackass before he before he got out of the car. Did you at least get him to listen to our show? Yeah, I was playing it on the way. Oh, down that's there, why he. he okay, like, okay, okay. He didn't say much. Well, the show was playing, and I asked a couple Well, questions. he was probably mad at you for me always calling him Amari Pooper. I mean, he's like, he just sided with, like, Chiefs fan. So. He knew. Anyway, I'm to done. Get, that is all a lie, by the way. <laughs> to no, get To get to our off-the-rails moment, and I know Kuiper has something he wants to talk about. No, nope, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Who cares about the Ravens anyway? Never mind. Who cares? Uh, Joe Flacco? More like, no Flacco. <laughs> Uh, Amari Cooper is the son of a very prestigious uh, accounting family. Okay. Uh, they, is this true? Yes. Okay. They they own Cooper, Cooper, and Cooper. Uh, You're lying. Firm. There's no way. He went to Alabama to get his accounting degree, uh, as all the Coopers do. <laughs> but, it's a family but, tradition. But one day Saban like, stumbled upon him on campus and... I don't. Saban tripped with, when he had a football in his hand, and he fumbled. And Amari Cooper was 80 yards down the field, and he caught the fumble. And Saban's like, "I want you on my football team." And he's like, "But I gotta be an accountant." And can I account you this football? And Saban's like, "Well, can you account my championship rings?" Well, you know the, you know, you know, you know, accountants love money. And what's the best? What's what's better than having free college by playing football for my football team? And Mario Cooper's like, man, if it's gonna get me f- some some free money for my accounting degree, I, I better do it. And so he had to take his accounting classes along with playing for Alabama each year. And uh, the one one day that he, this guy was like, hey, I'm not allowed to say you're my agent or I'm your agent, but I need you to sign this form. And he's like, 
well, I got to get some practice sign forms for my accounting, so <laughs> I better sign it. This guy signed him up for the NFL draft. <laughs> and then... He smokescreened him into the NFL draft. Right. Uh, Is this why Amari Cooper has never looked happy in any of his pictures? Right. And, <laughs> and then right when he was about to graduate, he finds out he has to go to this NFL draft thing. And he's like, well... If it's a party, man, I better do it. It's my last hurrah before I'm, I'm part of Cooper, 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 Cooper. <laughs> oh, he was going to be the fourth Cooper. I right. get you. Uh, so he signed. He, he went to this party, and then all of a sudden, with the fourth overall pick of the NFL draft, the Oakland Raiders selected Amari Cooper, which he thought was like, all right, I'm going to lead this conga line. <laughs> This seven-person conga line, that wasn't the case. He got bamboozled into playing four years of more football. And then so he went went to Oakland, and he was like, well, if I'm going to be here, might as well have a good time doing it. And he had a – you know, he he played. He had a little bit of fun. And then somebody told him, like, hey, man, if you keep playing like this, you're going to get a really good contract. He's like – I don't want to fuck another contract. I want to go be an accountant. <laughs> and since then, he's been torpedoing his own career so he can finally join his family again, who he hasn't seen since his senior year of high school because Saban and well, Del Rio and everybody's kept also, him. You know what also deals with money? Hold on a second. I just want to let you guys know, yeah, this is the episode where we lie about Amari Cooper the whole time, apparently. (laughs) Anyway. Amari Cooper, two lies and a truth. (laughs) (laughs) Amari Cooper's family owns accounting firms. Justin drove Amari Cooper to Dallas. Amari Cooper got traded to the Dallas. One of them's true. (laughs) Pick one. Anyway, yeah, Matt, speaking of money, speaking uh, of money, if you wanted to give us money, you could go to patreon.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D? Fuck yeah, I did. Go there, support us at the $1, $1 tier, the five, the $5 tier, $10 tier, the uh, the $1 tier, just appreciate your support, it's the basic, basic ass, you, you, you did it tier. Yeah, this you fat pot. You're the fat pot you're part fatty. Of the fat, yeah, part, yep. you're fatty. Then the uh, the five dollar tiers. We shout you out the show, and uh, which we're that's going the, to that's do the big right fatty. now. Yeah, it's a well, big we, fatty we, we are we already shouted out the big fatty. You did. All right, you did already did that. Yeah, I tied it in because he's a Bills fan, and I and I wanted to talk about how I was really mad about my Bills parlay. Oh, okay, great, cool, cool. Shout outs to you, dude. Anyway, then you have the ten dollar tier, which you get access to what we call our fat pot deep cuts. And super is, fatty. Yeah, super fatty tier. Which the one for this week's going to be super interesting because you're actually going to figure out why Justin was in here for what? the first he hour. Was in oh yeah, he was in Texas. Yeah, he was in Texas. Totally in Texas. Dude, I drove to Texas and back in an hour. All right, I believe it. And you this driving one of them here's Elon the, Musk future cars. Here's I was the, driving at like 480 miles an hour. Are you ready for us to totally sell out? If you want to know where Justin was, you got to give us ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you can go listen to it. I'm we, kidding. You uh, wholeheartedly 
you do not need to do that. No, you could though. You could, but don't you, let if, that. If, you if know. you're curious and you want to know the deep cuts, we 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 yeah. make bonus content specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. for the super fatties. Yep. Yes, we do. Very much appreciated. We go over there, and then uh, also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can. Uh, Twitter pages I'm are. I'm sure I've shouted out a Greg already, but Greg, open up your phone, Greg. Greg Williams. Yeah. Oh. Oh, uh, and I was I was telling. Might as well just let's tell you back the story. Continue my Amari, drive my Amari Cooper to Texas story. <laughs> so he asked me, he's like, man, you know, I mean, maybe, I, mean, I probably won't, but maybe I want to follow you on Twitter. He asked me where, where, where you should go. So I told him you got to go to, on your Twitter app, hit the search button, and search FATPOD in the search bar. And then he was like, did you say FATPOD? And I was yes, like, yes, damn. yes, I, yes, I did, Amari. In fact, I did. And then you, you go in there and you hit that damn follow button. You'll know. You'll have fun updates from Corey usually. And uh, when episodes go live and shit. And then you can also do that on Facebook. Same thing. Told him the same thing. At F-A-D-P-O-D. And he's like, like, fuck Facebook. I don't use that shit. And I'm like, me neither. As I opened up my Facebook on my phone while I'm driving. (laughs) Do you know how many accounting accounts get hacked each year because of information released on Facebook? Yeah, I zoned him out at that point. He started talking about accounting shit, man. I just didn't. Anyway... I told him to go support us on Patreon for at least a dollar. He just said no. <laughs> but he has money. Money management, man. He's an accountant. All right, I'm at the point where I feel bad. I love you, Mari Cooper. Sorry that I spent a whole episode lying about you. I'm not. But yeah, follow us at all those places. If you want to follow us at our individual Twitters, you can follow me at the Jusby. You can follow Matt at It's a Me Lefty. You can follow Kuiper at Real Follow Corey at Corey on Sports. All of this stuff will be in the description. If you didn't catch what I was saying while I was lying about driving Amari Cooper to Dallas, you Not can lying. go ahead and go there, and you will find everything you need to find, including the Patreon link, all the Twitter links, Facebook link, etc. I think that's all for us today. Next week, not only will we talk about the games and everything, but it also, it also will be the mid-season point. We will give out some mid-season awards, update our our, our new rankings for it. Yeah, we'll be doing uh, mid-season awards. We're also going to do the week two of FadPod uh, power rankings. Ooh, awards and power. It's going to be a jam-packed episode. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big old jam-packed episode. So we're probably going to spend be a little bit quicker talking about the games. We're going to go straight into the business, which we haven't done an orchestrated episode like that in a while since the preseason. Yeah, That'll it's be fine. It's whatever. It's but mid-season. Yeah, you, know. you, you do this shit in the mid-season. All right, let's wrap this up and get it uploaded. i got to take a shit, and I need something to listen to. Damn, you heard the man. Talk to you guys next week. I love you. I don't. Taysom Hill for MVP.